Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Kids City Adventure, Hawaii's only indoor luxury playground. And Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. Aloha and good afternoon. Thank you for joining us here on This Is Now. I'm Dylan Enchetta alongside Mark Carpenter. We want to get to some breaking news that we have been following all morning at two separate crime scene locations. And right now, an HPD officer is in critical condition. It was part of an island-wide pursuit that now has the suspect facing an attempted murder charge. Let's go out live to Daryl Huff, who has the details and spoke with Police Chief Joe Logan. Daryl. Mark and Dylan, I'm here at... Blaze Del Arena Brito Center, where the police chief oversaw a promotion ceremony today. And it was a very difficult day for him, obviously, worried about his officer. Now, at about 5 a.m. is when this all began at IEA, where there was a 911 call reporting two vehicles racing or recklessly driving on the Kamehameha Highway out there in IEA. Now, the, one of the officers did find one of the suspect vehicles parked near McDonald's and Eosepa Road in Light EA. The driver of that vehicle allegedly got out of the vehicle with some sort of a weapon, like a tire iron or a, a wrench for tire opening tires, and he attacked the officer viciously, giving him a critical head injuries for which he was stabilized at the scene and eventually brought to the hospital. After the incident in Laie, police found the speeding vehicle, which was the officer's subsidized vehicle, which had been stolen heading north to around the North Shore and then down toward Wahiwa. That chase then went all the way to the H2 freeway, then the H1 freeway. At one point, officers did break off the chase because of the erratic nature of the driving. It took about two hours after the driver apparently was going back and forth on the H1 in town. He ended up in downtown Honolulu and then in front of Iolani Palace, where he was finally arrested and was also charged with resisting arrest. Chief Logan did brief reporters after the ceremony here at Blaisdell Center. Officers, uh, the, the job is very dangerous. You never know when incidents like these are going to happen. So we ensure during training when our officers at the police academy and then throughout their career uh, in either annual recall training or just in lineup and, and being with your fellow officers on patrol, you talk to each other about these dangerous times that may happen to you and what would you do? And so, you know, usually I say 80% of the job is paperwork and, and a, a little bit of boredom, and then 10 to 20% is this time when things happen. And you always have to be ready for that 10 to 20%. Once again, that was Officer or Police Chief Joe Logan, and we have our Daryl Huff standing by right now again. Daryl, uh, tell us a little bit more. Uh, while you're at the Blaisdell Center, we understand for you were there for a, uh, a promotion ceremony with HPD. Uh, can you tell us, in light of this incident this morning, what was the atmosphere like? Well, actually, I think that the coconut wireless pretty much alerted most of the officers there that the officer had 
although still in critical condition, was conscious and perhaps even talking to others. And that was good news. So actually, the spirit of the ceremony was pretty good. There was a lot of hooting and hollering for the officers who were being promoted. And so it was actually a pretty upbeat situation, even though everyone's hearts were heavy and there was obviously a lot of concern for that officer. Now, Chief Logan did describe the officer as a 16-year veteran assigned to the Windward side. They did not name him. And also they said that the suspect is a 36-year-old man with prior record, and he does now face attempted murder of a police officer, which in this state, if convicted, can bring you life in prison without the possibility of parole. Dylan? All right, well, our Daryl Huff there standing by live. Thank you so much for this live report. Mahalo, Daryl. And as he mentioned, the situation unfolded over the course of a couple of hours during the height of the morning commute. After the officer was attacked in La Ie, the suspect allegedly took off with the officer's vehicle, a chase that ended in front of Iolani Palace. Our crews were there as officers were processing the scene, towed away the subsidized vehicle. The uh, 39-year-old suspect is in custody, and as Daryl was talking about, facing a first-degree attempted murder charge. Stay with us on air and online for any new updates related to the case. Now, in our other top story happening now on Kauai, police are searching for a 22-year-old man who authorities believe is linked to a homicide in Kalahale. The suspect is Cody Kale Gardner. KPD says early this morning a man was found dead after a domestic altercation at a home in Lawaii, we're told the apparent weapon used was a spear gun, Gardner fled the scene in a white GMC pickup truck. That truck has since been located in the area of Waimea Canyon, and investigators are there right now. If you see him or know of his whereabouts, contact 911. A lot of news happening today. We also are following up on a story that we first told you about yesterday, the tragic, heartbreaking situation outside of McKinley High School in which a young girl was killed. Now, the search for that driver is ongoing, and police are searching for any clues as to who is responsible. Now, the victim has been identified as Sarah Yara, a McKinley High School student who was just 16 years old. You'll hear from her grieving mother in just a moment. Uh, but first, uh, the details of the incident itself. Police say around 6.40 yesterday morning, Yara and the other student were crossing Kapi'olani Boulevard by Kamake'e Street in a marked crosswalk when they were hit by a silver Toyota Tacoma. The driver didn't help, fled down Kapi'olani. HPD then found the truck later in an empty parking lot in the ward area, and police believe speed was a factor. Let's get to the uh, sound from the victim's parents as you see them, this emotional scene right now at the memorial that has been set up. If he hasn't yet turned himself in, turn himself in. We, we need closure for my daughter. We need, we need justice for my daughter. She didn't deserve to die at a young age. She was, she took. <laughs> she took someone that was so loving and kind away from us. And not only from me, from her twin sister. All she could say all day was her other half is gone. <laughs> And all I can say is that he should turn himself in and have some compassion so that the family can have closure.
Just absolutely heartbreaking and devastating. Now, uh, police have not identified the driver yet. A GoFundMe page has been set up for Yara, for uh, Sarah's family. It's already raised $12,000. We have a link on our site if you want to help. Uh, as for the other student hurt in the crash, we're told she is in good condition. And as we know more about the sus suspect, we'll update you on air and online. Yeah, once again, we are certainly uh, following the latest in that case. And if you know of any information, go ahead and contact police. We also want to get this to now the other big story, the weather. Well, a heads up, some severe weather is making its way onto the state. For more on this first alert weather day, I want to bring in our Billy V to the Digital Center. Billy, what's going on? Thank you very much, Dylan. Yeah, it's a first alert weather day today and tomorrow for the islands of Hawaii Island and Maui County. So let's go ahead and dive into what we've got for you here. Uh, most significant weather is going to be for Hawaii Island and Maui County today. As a matter of fact, coming up in a couple of hours, 2 p.m., we're expecting the first of the rainfall to start making its way onto Hawaii Island, that southeast Hilo side. And then that's going to be heavy rates of rain expected to be one to two inches per hour. Thunderstorms are forecast. Snow on the summit, so Mauna Kea, Mauna Loa, and it could come down low enough to where Haleakala may get some uh, snow as well. Strong Kona winds. So let's also show you how much rain is going to be falling. Uh, they are saying that it's going to be, well, one to five inches for the island of Kauai. And then as we go along, we'll show you there uh, two to five inches for Oahu four to 12 inches for Maui County and look at that five to 18 inches that's a foot and a half for Hawaii Island so that is life-threatening uh, danger of flooding kind of rainfall so using caution and making sure that you're prepared is really integral here at this point of the daytime there we go with the future forecast for you we're starting off here at 12 noon and as we move through you can see this is seven o'clock tonight you see that rain just coming over the entire state of hawaii with the heavy stuff concentrated on hawaii island and maui county mostly that eastern side of haleakala that continues in into Saturday into Sunday and then finally Monday we may be able to see some sunshine in some places but we've still got the wind around and that'll be continuing on through midweek Wednesday so that's kind of the idea of what the first alert weather is for today just a reminder with the saturation of the ground that means that you know it's not going to take a whole lot of rain for flooding to occur yeah, Billy, one quick question for you. We have been talking about this all week, especially with Jennifer Robbins, who gave us an in-depth forecast yesterday. But what are some of the concerns that you folks have in addition to the massive amounts of rain? I mean, what just makes this Kona low different from a regular front or where it's pulling up the moisture or anything like that? Well, definitely where it's pulling up the moisture. It's a deep tropical moisture that's coming up from the south. But the other thing is, is this Kona low kind of, if you use this here, it kind of looped around the islands, came around Kauai, and now it's just sitting kind of southwest of Kauai. And it's just sitting there. There's no wind really to push that out of the way. And when it does pull away this way from the state, you're going to get all that moisture coming up and pulling in with it. So that's the thing. It it just kind of sits there and pours rain. Mm -hmm. How much? It depends on how far south, how far west that Konolo goes. Definitely something to wait and see. Billy V, thank you so much for this updated first alert weather forecast. Public safety officials are searching for an inmate who escaped from Waiava Correctional Facility. Officials said 26-year-old Pono Kalei Kini was seen outside the facility's perimeter fence. 
at about 10.30 last night. When told by staff to return inside, officials said Kalei Keeney ran. He was serving time for drug offenses, and he's described as 5'6", 130 pounds with brown hair and brown eyes. Anyone who spots him is asked to contact 911. Officials are investigating how he managed to escape the facility. The Federal Aviation Administration says a United Airlines flight crossed a runway while a Kamaka Air Cessna was coming in to land on the same runway. The FAA reports that an air traffic controller told the United flight crew to stop on a taxiway before reaching the runway, but the plane continued on. We're told the Kamaka plane came to a stop about 1,200 feet away from the United jet. No damage or injuries were reported. United declined to comment. This comes just days after we learned about a December incident in which a United flight abruptly plunged toward the ocean after taking off from Maui. In that incident, no one was hurt as well. This incident is under investigation too. President Biden addressed the string of unidentified objects shot down over North America over the last couple of weeks and says there is no indication that three of the objects were spy devices from China. However, he says the administration does plan to establish new guidelines to guard American airspace. Here are some of the president's remarks. Our military and the Canadian military are seeking to recover the debris so we can learn more about these three objects. Our intelligence community is still assessing all three incidences. They're reporting to me daily and will continue their urgent efforts to do so, and I will communicate that to the Congress. We don't yet know exactly what these three objects were. But nothing, nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from other, any other country. The intelligence community's current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreation or research institutions studying weather or conducting other scientific research. But make no mistake, if any object presents a threat to the safety and security of the American people, I will take it down. Now for a breakdown of the latest in D.C., let's bring in Hawaii News Now Washington correspondent Brendan Cullerton. Brendan, thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate your time and insight. Uh, a lot of topics to touch on. Let's start with this. Now, we just heard President Biden address what is happening with the unidentified objects. Uh, what kind of action can we expect to see uh, following all of these incidents? Well, the president said that this is a space where we have work to do, uh, saying that he needs to develop a protocol for how to identify these objects in the future, determine whether they pose any threat to the American public. Uh, he mentioned how he ordered them shot down because of the potential they were part of a surveillance system. Uh, he wants to be able to learn earlier in the process next time, are they part of a surveillance system or can, are they a research balloon that we can kind of let go? So that's something he's working on. He's going to have his administration both develop that protocol for what to do and how to identify them. He also said he hopes to meet with Chinese President Xi uh, and talk about these incidents. So um, in addition to both of those, he also wants to create sort of an international norm for how to handle the airspace. He says that's just an area where there aren't as many rules as he would like. Yeah, and really has been an eventful last couple of weeks with what's happening on that front. Uh, let's move on to what is happening uh, in Ohio. The disaster with the train derailment and the release of toxic chemicals. The head of the EPA was in the area today assessing what is unfolding. Uh, what were some of his remarks? Well, he's saying, Administrator Reagan, that they're going to be there 
as long as is necessary. They're testing the area, particularly the water. Uh, and part of the issue here is residents are upset with the EPA. They think that they've been led astray. Uh, they're worried that when they were told it was safe to go back to the region, they showed up to find thousands of dead fish in the water. So they're wondering, is this water safe for me? Is it safe for the food supply? The EPA uh, has been testing the water, especially the Ohio uh, segment of the EPA. Uh, they're saying that the water uh, appears safe uh, in the village. They're, uh, the other nearby cities, be it Cincinnati, Louisville, the mayors there have said we can treat this water. People in some of the more rural areas are concerned. They want to know why weren't we told about all of the chemicals that were in the water initially? Uh, remember, this train derailed almost two weeks ago now. So there have been controlled burns of the chemicals there. Um, some were released into the water, but residents weren't told all of them until they got back to the area. And they're concerned that some of these uh, can be carcinogenic uh, in high enough levels. They're wondering how much of that is in the water, and that's something the EPA is testing right now. Yeah, it really is a crisis with some potential uh, serious long-term effects. Now, moving on to another large issue, uh, what is happening at the southwest border. Now, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and a group of Republican representatives uh, are in the area touring today. Uh, what are they looking to accomplish? Well, they did take an aerial tour of the U.S. Border Patrol uh, and Customs base there, so they're kind of taking an aerial view. They say that it's, it's important, uh, describing migrants coming through the border, to see how that impacts different areas. So now they're looking at how it impacts the Arizona region. Uh, if you talk to Democrats about this, they're saying this is a political stunt. The White House sent out a statement today calling it just that, calling it basically a photo opportunity and saying that they're not going to accomplish the things that they say uh, because those items aren't going to pass Congress. Just amazing. Now, finally, uh, a judge released parts of a grand jury report today on former President Trump and the attempts to overturn the 2020 election. Uh, what did the report reveal and how is the former president reacting? Well, the report didn't re reveal a lot. Uh, they only reviewed or uh, released, sorry, a few pages of that report. It did say that the grand jury is accusing some of the witnesses, at least one, of perjury, saying they lied on the stand. That's a felony in Georgia. Um, so that is something that came out of this. Um, one other thing that came out, they're saying they found no evidence of widespread voter fraud. That's something the former president and his allies are alleging. Now, if you're looking into the meat of this case as to whether there will be any anyone charged with an attempt to overturn the election, that was left out. That's going to have to wait. Um, none of the names uh, of any of the 75 witnesses or any potential people who are going to be charged or the charges were released today. The president pointed out just that, saying again, he had a perfect call, if you've heard that phrase before, when he asked the Secretary of State or said he needed to find 11,000 votes in the area. Um, and he mentioned that his name was not in this report. But again, nobody's name was in this report. We're going to have to wait for some more details there. Hawaii News Now, Washington correspondent, a very busy man, Brendan Cullerton. Thank you very much. We appreciate your time. Have a great one. Well, still more details are coming to light following that train derailment in Ohio and subsequent release of toxic chemicals. Roxana Saberi reports from Waterford. Rage poured over at a town hall in East Palestine last night as anxious residents grilled state and local officials. Not present, rail operator Norfolk Southern. 
CBS News has learned that some of the company's employees had previously expressed concern over the excessive size and weight of the 151-car train, which was 9,300 feet long and weighed 18,000 tons. They say it had suffered at least one breakdown on its route before it derailed in East Palestine. Despite the numerous toxic chemicals released, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine now says tests on five steel-encased town wells show it's safe to drink their water. And health officials say the air quality is back to pre-accident levels. But resident Melissa Blake says two days after the derailment, doctors diagnosed her with acute bronchitis from chemical fumes. They quarantined me. They gave me a breathing treatment. They had to put me on oxygen. They were going to wash my clothes because they didn't know what was on me. One of the chemicals on the train, vinyl chloride, is classified as a carcinogen. And there were other chemicals as well. What's your biggest worry? That it's never going to go away. It's going to get worse. In response to claims the train was too long and heavy, Norfolk Southern tells CBS News the weight was, quote, uniform throughout with features to reduce mechanical issues. It also says a longer and heavier train used to run the route. Roxana Saberi, CBS News, New Waterford, Ohio. Well, Tesla is issuing a recall for its full self-driving vehicles. That includes nearly 363,000 cars. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says the full self-driving feature can cause the vehicle to violate traffic laws in, quote, certain rare circumstances. Tesla plans to address the problem with a software update, and it could also deactivate the feature entirely. Let's go now to one live look over the Hawaii State Capitol. Some gloomy skies are lingering here. And again, we're watching that severe weather. So be sure to prepare your homes. Download the HN mobile news apps for the very latest. We want to get to some news from the feeds now. When a man had a medical emergency and fell onto some New York City subway train tracks, NYPD officers rushed to save him. And it's all caught on officers' body cam. Here's Mark Santia. Right An all-out sprint to save a life. It's, it's a life. It is. Yeah, no matter what, it's a life. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta save it. We ran downstairs. And uh, we found out quickly spotted the guy uh, lay on the trackers on the on the left left hand side. NYPD body camera video showing police officer Shen Dao and Sergeant Domingo Arjona running along the Uptown Six platform with flashlights in their hands at the 116 and Lexington station. They scream. I spotted the the, the lights, the highlights of the train around the corner. They stopped right there. So. Next second, I just jump on the track. There, on the tracks, a person, unconscious. He had a medical emergency and fell onto the northbound six tracks, his hand just inches from the third rail. Good Samaritans jump in to assist the cops. Together, they lift the man off the tracks and onto the platform to safety. We just pick him up quickly and uh, put him on the platform safely. Everybody try to help help us. There's no uniform. There's no servant. Everybody's a human beings. That's it. That's it. Everybody help each other. It's perfect. It's beautiful. Good job yesterday, by the way. While Officer Dow is getting praise for his actions, he says to be part of cops and community teaming up to save a life. It's beautiful. Once you put the uniform on, you got to remember you, you serve the community. 
you're not here just for, for money, for pension, for, 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 that, for that thing. You're here to protect the community. Just remarkable images right there. Uh, what a scene. Uh, finally, we want to end with this story. This summer, Kona's Jenny Decker is setting off on a solo sail around the world. Not only is it a significant journey, it's also a race against time for her. The ICU nurse and an experienced solo sailor suffers from a rare neurological disorder for which there is no cure. It is called Charcot-Marie-Tooth disease. CMT affects the movement in her arms and legs, and if Decker can do it, she will be the first person with CMT to sail around the world unassisted. She anticipates the voyage will take three to five years. Uh, Jim Mendoza just did an ex- excellent piece on here to see the full-length story. Head to our website, hawaiinewsnow.com. Absolutely incredible, and best of luck to her. Once again, we are following a lot of breaking news this morning out of Oahu and on the island of Kauai. Be sure to download the Hawaii News Now news and weather apps for the very latest breaking news alerts sent right to your phone. Have a great day, everyone. This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Kids City Adventure, Hawaii's only indoor luxury playground, and Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.